good to see you here. My name is Andy. It's uh, really a, a privilege uh, to be here this morning as we continue our unexpected Christmas series. Uh, that, that first Christmas really was uh, anything but predictable. You're confronted with journeys filled with the unforeseen, the, the surprising, and the completely and totally unexpected. You got Joseph and Mary and the shepherds, they all went on unexpected journeys. Circumstances that, that just like for Emily, were, were just thrust upon them. Circumstances that were filled with unexpected events and challenges and led to unexpected choices that they had to make. And the heart of their story is this. And really, it's the theme of our entire series. It's in the unexpected that they discovered more than they could have ever hoped for. And this week, I want to encourage you, if you uh, stop and look for God in your unexpected journey, well, if you're in the midst of an unexpected journey right now, or maybe an unexpected journey that, that will come in the future, if you stop and you look for God, you will find him. The problem is, when we go on a journey, uh, you, you don't want the unexpected. I, I still uh, remember back, and, and we'll never forget, 17 plus years ago, uh, when my uh, wife, Amy Jo, and I were on our honeymoon. And our main destination was Mackinac Island in Michigan. Anybody been to Mackinac Island, Michigan? Okay, so the, the, the serenity of the place is there are no vehicles, except just an occasional service vehicle on the island. It's supposed to be like this quiet place where you go to just uh, hear, the, hear the waters up against the side of the island and the, and the clippity-clop of the horses. And, and uh, there's a lot of bicycles on there. And, 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 and so it's just the serenity of the place. And we were only going to be on the island for three days and, and a couple nights. We took some time to get up there and some time to, to come back. But, but guess what? While we were there, the power was out on the island. And so, so there was still, you would think, like on an island without, uh, without vehicles, that's not a big problem. You still get the clippity-clop of the horses and the horse-drawn carriages, but, but it was like uh, overshadowed by the blaring of the power generators at all the businesses up and down the main drag. And so it's like, oh goodness, this is just not what we were expecting, especially on our honeymoon. But, but I think something similar kind of happens when we enter into a relationship with God. Uh, I think a lot of us believe that when we say yes to a relationship with Jesus and we begin our journey with him, or maybe uh, we've been on a journey with, with God for a while, but, but we're, we're, we're turning over something more significant about our lives. We're getting serious about our faith and beginning to trust God with even more of our hearts and our lives. And when we do that, I think we tend to believe that, that he's gonna make sure that the power doesn't go out on our island. We feel entitled to a journey without detours and without road construction and without potholes. That isn't what happens, is it? See, when you say yes to Jesus, it doesn't mean that you avoid the unexpected. In fact, he'll oftentimes lead us into the unexpected. And you meet God there in the unexpected because something very important happens in the unexpected and is required faith. And the Bible tells us that it is impossible to please God without faith. But here is something you can expect. If you say yes to Jesus, and if you have the courage to follow him into the unexpected, this unexpected journey will lead you to a God who is more 
than you ever imagined him to be. And, and before you get there, uh, just like before Mary and Joseph and the shepherds got there in the Christmas story, you have to say yes to the unexpected journey. Uh, of course, uh, all, all, all the folks in the Christmas story, they, they all had different starting points, and you've got a different starting point. Everybody here has a different starting point. Their, their starting points, though, all led them to the same destination. And their destination was more than a place. It was more than a barn uh, with some hay and some animals. Their destination was a person. Their unexpected journey led them to Jesus. And so I just kind of want to ask you this morning, encourage you to follow along in your message notes that were in uh, your bulletin when you came in this morning. What's your starting place for this journey? Are you wholeheartedly following Jesus already? Are, Are things great between you and God? Couldn't be better? Or maybe right now your relationship with God has been a struggle. Maybe you've even been secretly questioning if it's even worth it. Or maybe you've been around the church for as long as you can remember. And you're plagued with, with the over-familiarity over with Jesus. Maybe you look at your life and you're very churched, but you can't look at your life and see uh, any significant transformation. Or could it be that you're not sure? Hey, think about it, your heart is open, but, but when it comes down to it, you really are still seeking. Or maybe your starting point uh, you might describe as godless. You never grew up in the church, your parents never took you to church, not a habit that you're in this spirituality thing, maybe it doesn't make complete sense, and, and really you were just dragged here by somebody else today. Uh, if that's you, I'm really glad you're here. But, but what's your starting point this morning? Well, I want to invite you to think about uh, and regardless of what your starting point is, just to look for God on your journey. And no matter what it is that you're going through, no matter what circumstances maybe have been thrust upon you and from where you're starting today, I want you to invite you to, to look for God in your journey. But if you want to see God on your journey, whether it's an unexpected journey or not, if you want to see God, you're going to have to make some very intentional choices. First, you're going to have to choose, choose courage over fear. Fear is everywhere in our world today. Uh, it's really easy to be afraid, but it can keep you from experiencing the best that God has to offer you in your life. Uh, coincidentally, that, that very first Christmas story was filled with, with fear and anxiety. I mean, Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, they were afraid. Uh, wouldn't you be? I mean, think about it. Uh, Mary, uh, imagine being 15 again. And being asked to have a child out of wedlock, except this child is going to be the son of God. What were you doing at 15? I mean, chances are you were in a state where you thought the whole world revolved around you, right? Uh, That's that's what it is when you're 15. But, But imagine being in Mary's shoes. I bet she was afraid. She had good reason to be afraid. Joseph, I mean, he faced fears. First, he had fears, just kind of the internal fears of, of, of his fiance cheating on him uh, or, or um, uh, the fear that he was being rejected or the fear of looking bad in front of his uh, small town community or, or uh, maybe the fear of how he could marry Mary w- without becoming a laughingstock to others. And, and, and after he kind of got over that hurdle, well, and saw his future with Mary and this child. What about this child? It was, this was the son of God. How was he supposed to raise the son of God? 
expecting fathers have enough fear, but to raise the Messiah? Whoa. Uh, the shepherds, they were afraid too, even uh, overlooking the fact that angels appeared to them, which would have been scary enough. Uh, they they had, were being asked to leave, their, uh, leave behind their responsibilities. I mean, dropping things like, like that, important things, that causes some fear. Fear of letting go of the familiar, fear of being let down if what the angels said wasn't true. Fear that they'll lose the, the little bit of stability, livelihood that they have. There was a lot of fear going around that first Christmas. It's no wonder that the common line in all the scriptures that you heard read a few moments ago that each of the angels, when they appeared to Mary and Joseph and the shepherds, initially said to them was, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Shepherds, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy meant for all people. Did you know that the command, do not fear or Fear not is the most common command in all of the scriptures. It's not pray. It's not be good. It's not obey. It's not follow me or don't kill. It's do not be afraid. Instead of fear, we must choose courage. Let me ask you this. Where do you need courage in your life. In other words, where in your life are you butting up against fear? What is that hump in your life that you know you need to get beyond? Maybe it's an internal thing or maybe it's an external circumstance, but you're just too afraid to confront it or too afraid to do what it takes. Where do you need courage? And hear this, the quitting point on most of our journeys is where we're butting up against fear. And that is the most common quitting point. And if we choose fear instead of courage, we'll never make it to the journey's end. Or we might make it to some end of our journey, but we'll never encounter God on our unexpected journey unless we choose courage over fear. I mean, almost inevitably, the places where God leads us in our life are scary. They will require courage. They inevitably involve risk. But they lead to a better place. I mean, fear can keep you from experiencing all that can be. So don't stop. Choose courage over fear. Don't let your journey be cut short. But this journey will also require us to choose trust over understanding. It's funny to me that in most good stories, uh, we, we automatically just put ourselves in the shoes of the heroes. It, you, you, ever, you, you know how this happens? Like you're watching or reading a story, you just put your, your, yourself in the place of the hero. You, you, you want to be James Bond. You, you want to be Wonder Woman. Uh, or, or for me, it's always Luke Skywalker, right? By the way, I'm so pumped about uh, the Star Wars coming out this week. I, I've been looking forward to this. It has been on my calendar for really a year now. Uh, <laughs> so so I, I've been excited about this. But, but first, at 3 p.m. today, instead of being Luke Skywalker, who I always wanted to be growing up, I get to be a Roman captain, everybody. So uh, 3 p.m. at our Christmas play today, you'll want to show up. Uh, there's a lot more to this costume. So I'll just leave it there. But, uh, but, uh, but I hope you come. It really is a great, uh, great story, a great play. But, uh, but when I read the Christmas story, I really... 
instead of wanting to be Mary or Joseph, I wonder if I would ever, ever want to be in their shoes. I mean, think about it. They, 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 maybe at the beginning of their story, uh, 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 you, you might want to say, no, I wouldn't want to. Maybe, maybe the end of the story, you might want to be Mary or Joseph. I don't know, but, but I can't imagine them being really excited and thrilled about the fact that God called them into some unexpected journey. I mean, chances are, at least somewhere along the journey, they must have muttered some words like, wait a minute, this was not a part of the plan. It reminds me of the story of a young husband who show, uh, showed up uh, uh, to his friend's house and was showing his uh, really good friend about the, uh, the bright, sparkling ring that he had just bought uh, for his his newlywed wife uh, on their, their first Christmas together. And his friend said, hey, I... I thought she wanted a new Jeep. And, and the new husband, he said, yeah, but where am I going to find a fake Jeep? <laughs> I'm sure on that Christmas morning, she was thinking, this is not a part of the plan. And when unexpected things happen, when we face an unexpected journey, I think we're oftentimes left with those words, right? Uh, this is not a part of the plan. And it often creates in us a desire to understand I don't understand why this had to happen. I, I don't understand. This, this isn't a part of my plan. I don't understand why dad had to walk out on, on mom and, and the rest of us. I don't understand why she had to die at such a young age. I don't understand why my spouse has to resent the fact that, that God is transforming my life and I long to be connected to a church community. I just don't understand why my child is rebelling from us. And from God, we, we raised him to be better than that. I just don't understand why I lost my job or why he hates me or why they're treating me like this or why this had to happen to me and why, why that had to happen to me now. Friends, if you ever want to see God in your unexpected journeys, you've got to get to the point where you choose trust over understanding. You must decide in your heart that, that God is greater and more trustworthy than the circumstances or plans that, that you may have that are being all shaken up. There, there's a scripture passage that for me that, that always comes to mind whenever I'm faced with, with, with one of those struggles to just want to understand. And, and this, this passage always comes to mind for me. It's Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. that simply says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Where do you need to trust God in the midst of uncertainty? What circumstances in your life have caused you to say, I don't understand? Will you trust God with this? Will you follow him in the midst of these unexpected obstacles in your journey? If you do, you will see God in the end. It may take some time. It may be even beyond the grave. But in the end, you will be able to look back. And if you chose trust over understanding, you'll be able to say, that's why. That's why I had to walk that unexpected journey. That's why. And friends, whenever that happens, that will be a glorious day for you. Choose trust over understanding. You'll also need to choose inconvenience uh, over easy. 
If you're going to see God in your unexpected journey, you'll have to choose that, uh, inconvenience over easy. I, I don't know about you, but, but personally, just for me, I loathe inconvenience. Uh, I, I don't just hate it, I loathe it. Uh, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think most of us do. Uh, maybe it's the way our culture conditions us just to expect everything the way we want it right now and to not have to wait. Uh, I think we've, we've just as a culture become selfish and we feel entitled to things, uh, you know, on our schedule. We've got 24 hour this and 24 hour that, fast this, easy that, uh, all for the sake of convenience. We, we feel entitled. And yet the scriptures, nowhere in the scriptures does it say that, that people need or even deserve convenience. So often in our spiritual journeys, inconvenience becomes our stopping point, our quitting point. We, we want things our way. We want it now, but life doesn't work that way. Uh, especially our spiritual lives. It just doesn't work that way. God wants to teach us patience. God wants us to learn how to sacrifice. God oftentimes tests us to see if we're really willing to follow him. Maybe that means for you presently, maybe that means rearranging your schedule so that you can be a part of a journey group or, or so that you can be regular in worship attendance. Maybe it means going to bed earlier so that you can wake up early and, and just start your morning right with God. Maybe it means DVRing your, your favorite TV show so that you can be a part of that serving team and, and glorify God with your gifts. Maybe it's simply a call to stop being so self-centered so that you can open, be open to how God might want to use you during whatever unexpected detour you find yourself in. And the Christmas story was filled with inconvenience. For Joseph, it was the census. You mean I gotta go to Bethlehem? And that wasn't too convenient for Mary either. I mean, she was, shall we say, out there, very, very pregnant at the time. That could not have been easy for her. And why couldn't the angels, I mean, the, the shepherds were asked to leave their, their jobs behind. Why couldn't the angels just show up on their day off? Uh, I mean, here's the deal. When, when you're willing to choose the inconvenient, over the easy. When you're willing, you'll realize that the inconvenience that, that you're, you're put into is so, so small compared to the gift that God wants to give you through it. And here's, here's the, the benefit of the inconvenient. It, and you heard this in Emily's story. I hope you, you don't miss this. Although you would never have chosen the inconvenience of your unexpected journey. It, it is usually where you most need to go. And God knows that you had to go there, wherever there is, in order to know and experience and see him. And if you say yes and are open to seeing God in your inconvenience, then God will not waste your journey. It won't be easy, but it'll take you where you most need to go. You know, for me personally, I, I, I just have oftentimes reflected why I am so drawn to the predictable, why I like to play it safe, uh, especially, especially when I, I know, I know that following Jesus means life on the edge, living in a awareness of God in the midst of the unexpected. Yeah, it, it'll feel dangerous at times when, when you choose that. 
Uh, it'll bring unwanted stress at times, not knowing what's around the corner. But the joy isn't knowing what's around the corner. The joy is discovering who is around the corner. And if you're willing to choose courage over fear and trust over understanding and inconvenience over easy, then, then you can be assured that you will find Jesus around that corner. You will meet God on your unexpected journey. And I tell you what, this Christmas, we as a church uh, are actively choosing courage over fear and trust over understanding and inconvenience over easy. And if you were here last week, you heard me share uh, how our leadership has decided to respond with unexpected generosity to the unexpected voice of God speaking to us this Christmas. And instead of giving away uh, 10% of just our, our Christmas offering uh, this year, uh, we've chosen and we're committed to giving away 10% of all of our December offerings uh, beyond the, our church to the work of God beyond us. And I sent out a letter to everyone in the congregation kind of describing uh, the, uh, the, the rest of the story, the, the behind the scenes part of that story. And if you missed it, uh, here's the rest of that, the, kind of the backdrop to that decision. Uh, although we as a church are in as good a financial position as we've been in, in uh, recent memory. In other words, uh, our bills are paid, there's cash in the bank, uh, although that cash in the bank is, is relatively small. In fact, when you add it all up, the unrestricted cash in the bank is, is about one week's worth of expenses for us as a church. And, and that's, that's a little precarious at times. In fact, we're, we're counting on a very good December offering in order just to cover our yearly expenses, which this year so far have exceeded our income by about $12,000. Uh, but in the midst of this reality, I mean, that's the backdrop. In the midst of this reality, we are choosing unexpected generosity. And we are choosing courage over fear. You ever been in this position where the fear says, there might not be enough left over for us. You've been there before, haven't you? We're there right now. We're also choosing trust over understanding, trust in, in God's word when he says to bring in the full tithe, the full 10%, and, and if we do that, he will overflow our storehouses. Well, we're choosing to trust God to provide for every need of ours as we give 10% of our income back uh, to the work of God beyond us. Uh, the scriptures say you are blessed to be a blessing, and we feel like we literally need to put our money where our mouth is in this regard. That, that's trusting God's ways over our own. And, and let's just face it, uh, uh, addressing, uh, you might think this is fun, this stuff is fun for me, this part of things, but, but addressing a tight finances head on, being clear about it, that's not easy. In fact, I would kind of describe that as rather inconvenient, God. Uh, but I believe with my whole heart that because we're choosing courage and trust and, and even inconvenience, that, that we will not only see God in this unexpected journey, but that everyone who is a part of Troy United Methodist Church will want to respond with their own unexpected generosity. I believe that. And that's why I've challenged us to really a God-sized goal of $150,000 of offerings this month of December. And if we hit that goal, we'll be able to bless 
some wonderful ministries with $15,000. We'll be able to enter 2018 with not just one week's worth of expenses as, as a little buffer, but, but about a month's worth of expenses as a buffer and cash reserve. And we'll also have witnessed God alive and at work in our unexpected journey. And I want you to know uh, that, that I'm a, a part of this too. This isn't just something that I'm asking of the congregation. Uh, th- this is something that I'm invested in myself. Uh, at the beginning of our marriage, my wife and I made the commitment, and it was a difficult commitment because I was just starting seminary. Not even just starting, I was uh, after my first year of seminary when we got married, and yet we made a commitment to, to always be tithers, to give back to the work of God through our local church 10% or more of all of our income, gross income. And that, that was a difficult, I mean, I, we had to choose, constantly choose courage and trust and inconvenience in our lives. And, and God, I have to tell you, just God has shown up in our lives in unbelievable ways. Um, I can't even begin to count. Um, and as you get to know me, you'll get to hear some of those really, some miraculous stories of God providing that's our starting point for generosity. Uh, but this month, uh, we're, we're planning and prayerfully uh, have decided to give above and beyond that ourselves. And so we, we've chosen to, to give 50% more than what we normally give this December. I mean, that's kind of our goal is about 50% higher as a church than what we expected for this year. And so we thought that's, we're going to go there. And, and, and we're, we're going there because we trust God and really because we believe in the mission of our church. And we've, we're new here, but we've seen how God is working in and through us, and we want to see our church thrive. And I just want to invite you, would you prayerfully consider joining us in this unexpected generosity with your own this Christmas? And God has, has so much more in store for you and for me when we're willing to look for him in the unexpected journeys. When we, when we say, no, we're not gonna settle for the safe or the comfortable. I mean, there's so much more, so much better in the unexpected. And I love, just in the Christmas story, I love the shepherd's response. When the angels come to them and they're freaked out at first, but then, then, then they, they simply say, let's go. And let's, let's go. And I pray that's how you will respond when your journey leads you out of your comfort zone. When you just say, let's go. Let's see where God is leading. And I'm so thankful as I look back, I'm so thankful for the times that I've said, let's go. When when God came calling in those unexpected journeys. And I'm so glad that I did. And I'm so glad a lot of those who have gone before me said yes to God. And let's go. We're willing to trust you and and choose the inconvenient. I'm so grateful for that. I'm especially grateful for the one who took the most improbable and unexpected journey of them all. I mean, Jesus, I mean, think about his journey. I and mean, he, he, he left heaven to become a little baby, a vulnerable baby. When, when, when Jesus became a baby, God became flesh, totally dependent, infant, but his journey didn't just involve the inconvenience of a manger. 
It involved the brutality of the cross. And Jesus said yes to that unexpected journey because he loves you and he loves me. And by saying yes, he made it possible for us to have hope in the midst of our unexpected journeys. So so take courage. Choose trust. And even choose the inconvenient. The unexpected journey that God has you on will lead you to him, to the manger, to a cross, and to a God who is more than you ever could hope for or imagine. Would you join with me as we pray? Well, God in heaven, sometimes it is, it is really hard to see it from where we stand right now, from this vantage point. It's hard to see what you're doing. But it's my prayer that each and every one of us will, will trust your character, will trust your love for us, and ultimately trust where it is that you're leading us. Lord, help us to look for you in every unexpected journey we find ourselves in. Lord, give us courage, help us trust in you, and help us see you in, in the midst of the inconvenient. And Lord, would you lead us to respond to your unexpected generosity with our own? Father, your ways are bigger than ours. And, and this week, Lord, I pray for each one of us that you would lead us to a place where we can see you, especially in our unexpected journeys. And we pray this in the name of Jesus who traveled that road before us. It's in his name we pray. Amen.